It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here. Episode number 311 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Yeah, we're back and we've got a jam show. So let's get to it right away. No time to waste as the Redskins are doing things and trying to clean up the carnage from an 0-2 start inside the division. So head coach Jay Gruden, many thought, well, maybe Greg Minuski would be fired Maybe there would be some sort of change as of Monday evening. There hasn't been. I don't expect there to be uh, any change, but you never know. But Jay Gruden met with the media on Monday afternoon at Redskins Park. uh, And of course, he was peppered with questions about what went wrong. And the overall arching theme is they're not playing well enough. And that is true. And they're playing excellent opponents. They're playing excellent offensive opponents. That's the number one problem. The defense, which has allowed 31.5 points per game, as we talked about on episode number 310, got absolutely gashed on the ground. Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, even though on a Dak Prescott huge 42-yard quarterback keeper off the read zone, uh, zone read, he... There was a hold on Jimmy Moreland at the point of attack that was just blindly missed. The NFL officials we know are awful. Uh, It's a very hard game to officiate, but they miss so much stuff, and they screw up so many things. Um, But unfortunately, the Redskins didn't get a break on that one. Otherwise, it would have been, you know, a, a small, small gain, if even that, with the holding penalty, quite honestly, because they would have taken 10 yards from the point of the foul. So they probably would have lost yardage quite honestly on that play. Uh, the bottom line is, is the Redskins were not very good, uh, against the ground, uh, attack of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, yesterday, nor were they good as we again, continue to talk about on third down in no way, shape or form is the Redskins performance defensively acceptable. And that's of course the number one concern, the number one reason, because if there was something that you could hang your hat on going into the season, you thought it would be defense. Now, as I continue to explain on the radio, and I'll continue to explain here for everybody that wants Greg Minuski fired, again, remember who, what opponent you're going after. Remember that you don't have two of your starting three corners. Fabian Moreau has missed both games, and Quentin Dunbar has missed a game and was banged up in the sec- in the opener. Now, Jay Gruden said on Monday that Quentin Dunbar is actually further away than Fabian Moreau, and they thought they could get him back, but it was worth... I mean, once again, it seems like an initial diagnosis, an initial feel... And then things fall apart. And I, I, I just I can't explain why there seems to be this 
level of confusion. Now, I, I understand sometimes these things are tough to diagnose and get a feel for and get a handle on. I got it. You know, it, it, it just doesn't seem like this happens everywhere. I could be missing it. Obviously, a lot of teams suffer injuries, right? I mean, the NFL is a brutal sport. Just on Monday, we found out Michael Gallup of the Dallas Cowboys, going to miss two to four weeks with a meniscus tear. He played full blast yesterday. Would have had easily over 100 yards if Dak Prescott would have found him wide open behind a just butcher job by Josh Norman that didn't count but should have and it would have just been a show. Um, so Gallup out two to four weeks. We found out Ben Roethlisberger had elbow inflammation and pain last week, then had to come out of yesterday's game or should say Sunday's loss to the Seahawks. Now we'll have elbow surgery gone for the year. Drew Brees, ligament damage in his throwing hand thumb, missed most of the loss to the Rams, going to have surgery out six to eight weeks. I mean, you know, listen, teams have problems all the time. Timmy Jernigan broke his foot, I believe, or broke his leg, uh, or I think it's broke his foot. He'll be out two to four weeks uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, who lost Malik Jackson to a Liz Frank foot fracture last week, gone for the year. So every team has injuries. It just seems like, like the, again, the Dunbar one, right? He's always hurt, number one. He's always got something going on with his lower legs. And again, he got banged up in Philadelphia. So it's not a surprise that he was dealing with something this week. Not a surprise that he missed the game. But like Jay Gruden, again, and I don't know if Jay was just kind of confused or just not sure. He said, I don't know either one when asked about Moreau and Dunbar. He wasn't really close, meaning Dunbar. He wasn't as close as we thought he might be. Fabian, probably a little bit more closer than Dunbar at this time. But hopefully a couple of days off will do them some good. I mean, doesn't seem like Jay and or the medical staff or somebody had a real good idea about what was going on with Dunbar. And I have no idea why and how. I mean, we've already seen... Again, publicly, the confidence level for Jordan Reed was, yeah, 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 he'll be fine. I don't know. I don't I don't even know why Jay was that confident. Uh, Maybe he was just trying to put a good spin on things. I don't know. And now he's missed the first two games. And by far, he's not a guarantee to play in week three. So, you know, it it continues to be weird. Um, Maybe we got some answers on Morgan Moses. Uh, Gruden said... You know, because he'd been wearing a knee brace, um, quote, he's a little sore, but he's okay. He said, I think overall Morgan did some good things in the game. There were a couple of stunts that we missed, an inside move that he missed, and a TTE or no stunt that he didn't come off on late. He's playing decent football. I wouldn't say he's playing poorly. And I'd say Sheriff, meaning Brandon Sheriff, is playing pretty good as well, except for the one holding call that he had, that he kind of stumped. And I don't know if it was a holding knock or not. I I don't know. I I don't know what some of this stuff means. But basically you say, well, you know, Morgan Moses and Brandon Sheriff played all right. They could play better. Well, here's the thing that I know. You know, they ran for nothing in Philadelphia and they ran to next to nothing against 
the Dallas Cowboys. Now, some of that is game plan and game evolution related, but this team cannot survive rushing for 47 net yards this week and, what, 24 or whatever it was in Philadelphia? Just cannot survive. Cannot survive. So say whatever you want. Say whatever you want about the defense. And you all have said it. And some of you are right. But they can't win. They don't have a chance if they don't run the ball better. And obviously, there's a lot of problems with the defense. But if they don't run the ball better on offense and control more time of possession and give that defense a little bit of a break and ask that defense to be on the field for 32, 33 minutes on these ridiculously hot, warm, humid days with all the injuries that they have, come on. Now, again, some of that's on the defense. Got to get off the field on third down. Got to get off the field on third and long. They've yielded 18 of 28 on third down. A bunch of them have been third and seven plus, including several touchdowns on third and 10 in Philadelphia. But the offense has got to help them. The offense has got to run the ball. The offense has got to hold on to the clock and hold on to the ball and balance things out and not put so much pressure on Case Keenum as well. He said, the run game, we're not doing a good job at. Pass protection is doing a pretty good job. Two sacks, a couple of hurries, the penalties are killing us, obviously. It's something different all the time. We had a couple of good runs against Philadelphia that got called back for holding, took us out of the running game. Then this week, we had holding on Sprinkle, then holding on Sheriff on first. Um, you know, so he's talking about holding. He said it could be a, a point of attack, not getting movement from the point of attack. We're making the back just kind of stop his feet and cut it, cut it right up the gut real quick. He said there's a combination of things we can do. Uh, obviously, they had a you know good offensive line, a good defensive line with Demarcus Lawrence and two very fast linebackers. Uh, guess what? Chicago is coming in with Khalil Mack and the rest of that defense. And if they think Dallas is good. Huh. Good luck. Good luck. Also, Jay Gruden did say that he thinks there's a chance Colt McCoy could do some individual work this week. Um, Doesn't sound like he's going to be active, of course, for the Bears game. Maybe against the Giants. Maybe. Uh, And as far as Darius Geis, when he specifically injured his knee, he said he had no idea. Um, Sometimes something swells up and your adrenaline's flowing. Something's wrong. He was asked if there was any injury prior to week one. He said, no, no, no. He was fine going into it. That's why we, he was the only first down back. Now, again, that's contrary to what I know I've heard and what Aaron Hawksworth reported uh, as well. So I don't know if Darius Geis was hiding something or if Jay is not remembering something. I'm not sure, but... That didn't come out of nowhere, I can tell you that much. Um, And as far as Jonathan Allen, he'll do some individual work on Wednesday, Jay Gruden said, uh, and then they'll evaluate from there. Nothing really earth-shattering. All right, we'll take a quick timeout here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is great to have you with us. Uh, Episode number 311, when we come back, we will talk about Trent Williams and a Washington Post report, and some injuries that might open the door. Plus, Jalen Ramsey could be, could be on the block. We'll explain 
what we mean by that and whether the Redskins should go after him. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code Locked On. That's Mac, M-A-C-K, Weldon, W-E-L-D-O-N.com and enter the promo code Locked On. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Guys, it's Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Who doesn't like to get paid when you get a W? Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them and my bookie if they weren't the best. Simply do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always take the other side. So you have in-game wagering. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. The NFL season is, of course, the best time of the year. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On, and visit mybookie.ag. Today, you play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Before we get to the Jalen Ramsey stuff and a new report about Minka Fitzpatrick, just wanted to pass along that the Washington Post reported and seemed to counter what I guess Adam Schefter had reported on Sunday was that there was a possibility that Trey Turner, uh, that Trey Turner, that Trent Williams, rather, Trey Turner plays for the Nationals. I cover them in a different life. That Trent Williams would report to Redskins Park this week, possibly. Listen, this has been speculated for weeks now that he's going to report, 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 and he never shows. So the Post went out and said, Les Carpenter of the Washington Post said he's not expected to return this week and that the Redskins are still hoping that by him missing game checks that that will force him in. And listen, it might force him in, might force him back after a certain amount of time. He misses about, uh, I think it's 730000 or so per game. He's got millions of dollars worth of fines um, that the team, of course, can levy and has accrued. And, um, you know, parts of his roster bonus, signing bonus and all that stuff. I I mean, we're talking about a potential, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like three and a half million dollars right now that Trent has cost himself by digging his heels in. And look... I would just say this, 
the team can hope all they want that just by holding him out and forcing him back in. And maybe Trent caves at some point, right? Maybe it's next week. Maybe it's the week after that. Maybe it's after the trade deadline. I don't know. But here's the thing. I, I keep being astonished by this attitude that, oh, we're just going to wait him out. Oh, we're just going to force him back because he's not going to want to miss money. When you are going to get a hostile, angry Trent Williams with his tail between his legs, feeling like he's a caged animal, quite honestly, returning, if and when he does. You think he's going to be happy? You think he's going to want to play through injuries? You think he's going to trust the training and medical staff? You think he's going to be a great teammate, a great leader? Of course not. Why would he be? He's going to be an upset, angry bear. One thing I'll also extend this out to is, you know, the Redskins keep thinking that they know how their guys are going to act. They keep just figuring that, oh, player fill in the blank will cave and will give in and won't get paid or won't give up the money or won't take the chance. They horribly misjudged Kirk Cousins. They didn't know their employee. They didn't know a guy they drafted. They didn't know a guy they had in the building. They didn't know how stubborn he could be and how determined he was to prove what he was about. Now, you could say and argue all you want that he's been overpaid by the Minnesota Vikings, and I don't disagree, but that's what the market is. And based on his production, when he was a free agent, and based on the Redskins' stupidity of franchise tagging him twice, they blew out the market. They ruined the market. They destroyed the quarterback market. Nobody else did. The Redskins did. And they didn't know their employee and how he was determined to take care of himself and also take care of other quarterbacks and not just give in to the first offer that was made or the second offer that was made. And with Trent Williams, they keep saying, well, we're going to just hold hold out. We're, just, we're not going to trade him. We don't want to trade him. We're just going to see how he keeps liking those game checks that he missed. They might be right. <coughs> they might be right. But so far, they've been woefully wrong. So far, they've been woefully wrong. And that's just the only way I can say it. There's no Trent Williams. He's likely not coming in for a third week. And on a short week, I don't see him potentially being ready to play. Uh, Maybe he's here next week. I I don't know. But it stands to reason that if he's not here now, he's probably going to miss the first four games at least. And I just wonder if it's a case of, once again, the Redskins just think suspensions and fines and lost game checks is going to make everything change and that they're going to get their way. Even if you get your way, you're getting a very hostile Trent Williams. Not going to be happy. And if you don't get your way, once again, you completely misjudged your employee, as you did with Kirk Cousins. So I'll just leave that at that. When we come back, two major draft uh, trade rumors in the works. We'll finish up the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 311, right here on LOR. Thanks for being with us. 
What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here. You know what? We all love a good night out, right? Who doesn't? Whether it's seeing our favorite band, group, artist, or our favorite team, wherever it might be, whenever it might be. And now you can have that experience with the Vivid Seats app and the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets to all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all with the Vivid Seats app. And again, the loyalty program allows fans to earn credit back. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Reward Program. Every seat, every purchase backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime, guys. Do it right now. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 at the Vivid Seats apps. Go get it now. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This is episode number 311 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Make sure you follow the podcast uh, for news, notes, information, opinions, columns, pictures, videos, uh, just about everything Redskins you can get your hands on at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, as well at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net for all your NFL team news and information from all across the league. Don't forget, we'll have crossover Wednesday coming up as we get ready for the Redskins and the Chicago Bears as well. And we've got two big, big potential trade targets and rumors Jason LaConfora of CBS Sports and Radio.com Sports just put this out on Monday evening, just before 8 o'clock Eastern time. And he reported that Minka Fitzpatrick, who is a versatile corner slash safety, can play, you know, a bunch of different positions, uh, said, you know, of course, he his agent got permission to seek a trade. He's only in his what, second year uh, with the Dolphins who are just clearing house and just kind of looking to rebuild and get as many uh, draft assets as they can. He said Minka Fitzpatrick trade likely to be wrapped up by tomorrow, meaning Tuesday. He said the Dolphins expected to get first round value for him. Hearing Washington, Dallas, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Seattle all in the mix. Offers are being made. So three NFC East teams, including the Redskins, are apparently, according to Jason Locke and Four, in the sweepstakes for Dolphins defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick. And all I can tell you is the Redskins need him. 
because Josh Norman can't run. They can't wait to get rid of him. They should have gotten rid of him this offseason, like we said. And they are so banged up and injured that they have Dominique Rogers Cromartie playing on one good leg, Monte Nicholson playing on one good foot, and Aaron Colvin and the kid that they signed from Seattle last week, both active four days after three days, two days, whatever, four days for one, two days for another, active on game day because they have no healthy bodies. They have zero healthy bodies. So, look, can the Redskins afford to get into a bidding war here? Probably not. They already, remember, traded their second-round pick next year as part of the Montez Sweat deal, so they have even less leverage than normal. They do have their first-round pick. It's looking like it'll be a very high first-round pick. I don't know if they're going to give that up, but what if they can find a way to trade an asset that the Dolphins want, whether it be Trent Williams, whether it be Josh Norman, and again, I don't think Either one of those would be appealing to the Dolphins. I can't see how, but maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe it's a good young player. Who knows? From Inca Fitzpatrick. And again, he fits the mold, Alabama, versatile, and they have a desperate need in the secondary. The other big trade rumor is Jalen Ramsey of the Jaguars wants out. His agent, according to Adam Schefter, asked for a trade after yesterday's loss at Houston. According to Chris Mortensen and Schefter, Jags have spoken with interesting, uh, interested teams, but there's no current plan to trade Ramsey. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network and Media also added, according to multiple sources, Jalen Ramsey has requested a trade from the team, stems from his frustration with how he's being used, and from a confrontation with Coach Doug Marone on Sunday. And Rappaport adds, this has been steadily building. Uh, Here's what I know. Jalen Ramsey is a terrific, terrific talent. And obviously the Redskins could benefit from him. But he wants money, and he wants a huge contract, and he is a major pain in the ass. I would personally rather invest in Minka Fitzpatrick then make a trade and have to sign Jalen Ramsey to this enormous deal when he has shown he is nothing but about Jalen Ramsey. I'm sorry. I'll take Minka Fitzpatrick, even if he's not as good. And I don't know if he is or not, because I haven't watched much of the Dolphins, and I know pretty much everything with the Dolphins thinks. I do not think it is a good idea to get Jalen Ramsey. Now, if you can get Jalen Ramsey for a third-round pick, Now we're talking something different. But assuming the Jaguars want a first-round pick, if we're going to give up a first-round pick for one or the other, I would prefer it to be Minka Fitzpatrick. That's just me. I could be wrong. But I'm different than most. But maybe people won't disagree with that. Your thoughts. If you want to email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com, russellmania09 at gmail.com. Or you can follow me individually on Twitter, at russellmania621. That's all for now. More coverage to come throughout the week and maybe, perhaps, a big trade. Who knows? We'll see. Thanks for listening to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, I'm Chris Russell. Adios. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.